Hey, Charlie, what's happening in the markets this week? Hey, Nisa. Um, well, it's been actually a little bit more chilled out and boring than, than usual, um, which I guess in, in itself is somewhat noteworthy. Um, you know, in terms of uh, themes uh, for, for this week, I guess, um, yeah, like one of the big stories is the lack of a story in, in the sense that uh, volatility has come way down. Um, and the market doesn't appear to be over-levered. Um, and we're kind of in the middle of the technical ranges, and it's more about kind of the bigger picture stories that are unfolding to, to see, uh, to see you know, what people's conviction for the next step is gonna look like. This first chart here um, just shows that basically volatility of Bitcoin is back to you know, the kind of the bottom end of the sort of the baseline. So it's like fully business as usual in the market and without really anything out of the ordinary happening. Um, this contrasts, you know, greatly with the spike, the astronomical spike in short-term volatility in March, which you can see in the hump in the chart. And then, um, you know, interestingly, uh, we had a bit of an uptick uh, through late April, early May, uh, and markets just come right back down again as it's just sort of not doing too much. If we go on to the next bit, um, you know, the discussion with, uh, in, in, uh, of Paul Tudor Jones about Bitcoin in the media has sort of, um, you know, got everybody excited about money printing and Bitcoin as a hard asset hedge, but um, um, you know, it's it's really actually underperformed gold uh, for most of the year. You can see in this chart that gold is in an uptrend, and Bitcoin is just sort of, you know, albeit kind of all over the place earlier this year, it just hasn't really managed to put together a full uptrend uh, post happening. And recently, with gold coming down, Bitcoin has come down as well, um, signifying maybe a decline in popularity in that kind of hard asset narrative. Um, you can see that really clearly on this next chart here where you've got the open interest of uh, Bitcoin uh, futures on the CME against the Bitcoin price. And what you can see is we have this sort of astronomical build in um, open interest on the CME sort of indicating that crossover buyers from, uh, from uh, traditional hedge fund world were potentially buying Bitcoin against um, crypto arbitrageurs with CME capabilities selling into it. And, uh, and what's happened is that that open interest is starting to tick down again, and, and, uh, and that appears to be leading uh, the price action in Bitcoin itself as sort of like we're going back to standard crypto market participants, um, you know, basically like buying the asset back from the macro guys. Now, there's still a lot of ways to go. Um, I'd say we're still in a longer term uptrend in, in this institutional, you know, this proxy for, you know, crossover hedge fund buying. Um, if it were to revert out, it would have to, you know, delever a fair amount more um, uh, or, and, uh, and would probably have a, a pretty negative impact on the Bitcoin price. Do you think that the recent announcements, uh, Libra 2.0 or the DCEP in China or some of the tensions between the U.S. and China have affected the price? I think, uh, I think it's a great question, and the short answer is right now, no, but, but I think it's one of the potential major catalysts looking forward. So right now, I still think it's about um, money printing and kind of the demand for uh, hard assets in the face of currency debasement and the kind of like broader discussions about either the sort of like geopolitical importance of, of a, a DCP or um, thinking, re-envisaging, I guess, the way that we process payments and interact, you know, commercially on the internet via Libra, I, I think those are still like, and, and whether or not that's an, you know, on-ramp to Bitcoin in the crypto ecosystem, I think it's still um, kind of not really the flavor du jour, uh, unlike last summer. I think right now it's much more about how much more money is the Fed going to print, 
how bad can the economy get while the stock market, you know, threatens to take out new highs, you know, and it's all about that money printing narrative. But I think Bitcoin, because of its failure to break 10K, has maybe gotten a little bit, you know, boring as an implementation of that idea. Um, the big levels to watch on the Fibonacci on the one year are 10,000-ish and 7,700-ish. And, um, and, um, and then other than that, you know, there's basically no real breakdown. I'll just point out one last thing in the market, which I do think is quite interesting, which is that um, Ethereum is outperforming Bitcoin recently. So it's suggesting that like the Bitcoin-led rally, which would, you know, kind of indicate new dollars coming into the space from crossover buyers, is kind of backing off and now people are kind of monetizing profits in Bitcoin and buying, you know, the alts that they really believe in. ETH, you know, seems to be one of those uh, beneficiaries. So I think you're seeing some within the crypto community, some asset rotation out of Bitcoin and into other, other projects. Um, that's it for me. Thank you. Thanks so much, Charlie.